everyone. Uh, welcome to Bone Chillers Podcast. Welcome to episode 17. Um, we are continuing our media series. Today I'm back with Rupert. Hello. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about films today and horror films. Yes, horror yeah. movies. Horror movies. Um, so yeah, I just have a couple of questions. Do you think, what makes a horror film scary? Um... If it makes you jump. Jump, yeah. Like jump scares. Yeah, that's scary. Mm -hmm. In the moment. Yeah. If it increases your heart rate. <laughs> Are you just giving me the definition of scared? <laughs> yeah, so does it physically scare you? Yeah. What makes you scared when you're watching a horror movie? Um, if it makes me jump. But also, I guess... If it like sticks with you and lingers in your brain, more like a psychological thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, I guess, like just the tension. Like a film can be made, well made, right? And then it builds tension, and you're like, "What's going to happen now?" And then the unknown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then everything is scary up until the thing that's about to happen happens. Right. Do you have an example? Um, I don't know, like Jaws, when the little shark is coming, they're going to get you. Yeah, but is Jaws, like, like actually scary? Are you actually afraid of Jaws? Uh, I'm not scared of Jaws. I mean, I don't like water very much, so <laughs> I think yeah. that Jaws would, I mean, I'm probably not going to get attacked by sharks. I wouldn't be in the water in the first place. Yeah. So I guess it's not that scary if I think about it. Yeah. But, um, Yeah. Like yeah. It's as scary as any other kind of... Yeah, I guess horror. you are just waiting for it to come. And the not knowing when it does come. It's like, ugh. Is it going to be now? Is it going to be now? I mean, I don't think I've ever seen Jaws, like, straight through. Have you not? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. So I can't really comment on that. What, have you just seen bits? Like a trailer? Yeah, yeah, probably mostly the trailer and just little parts of it. I've seen the Meg, though. And that was scary because it was bad. <laughs> Jason Statham. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just think that, well, I don't know. Do you think that films or movies are the scariest of media in, like, horror stuff? Uh, no. No. No, not, well, when you're a kid, I think maybe. Yeah. Because uh, they're, like, illicit, not illicit, like, Forbidden. Oh, okay. Like, you know, you can't. Yeah. They're like, they build them up in your head. Because I remember, like, my dad always, for some reason, threatened to put The Exorcist on and was going to be like, oh, watch The Exorcist. Because it was like banned and you couldn't buy it on, I think it was banned. Or, oh, I think it was something else. No, I feel and like you, I have heard that. And you, like, couldn't get it on a VHS, and then he got it on VHS well, at like some bootleg. point. Yeah, I don't know. And then he was like, oh, I've got this film. It's, I saw it in the cinema when I was little, and it was scared me. You should watch it. Yeah. And then I think I, I managed to get up to the bit where she, like, it's not even, like, a scary bit. I think, like, the girl, like, pees herself and right. comes down the stairs. Uh-huh. And I was just like, right, that's it. I've got to go. I just, I, never, I just didn't watch anymore. I was like too scared. But How old were you? I don't. Maybe like 10 or 11 or something. Oh, right. I see. But I was just, because my dad had hyped it up so much as being this scary thing. 
Right. It became scarier in my head than than the family. I, mean, I didn't even watch it. So no. I mean, I've watched it since, but yeah. And was it scary? No, not really. I guess it is also hindered by the fact that it's really old, and yeah, a bit schlocky. Have you seen it? Again, in pieces, not in total. Maybe we should. Maybe I should have like watched more. Yeah, but I haven't seen certain ones. In preparation for this discussion, we should have watched something. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of other movies out there as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's weird. I don't think I watched very many scary movies specifically when I was younger because my mom was probably like, "No, you can't watch that." Like I remember seeing Silence of the Lambs. Just I don't know why, but like as a VHS, I guess in our house, and I was like, "Oh." Look at that. Like, just looking at the cover, being like, oh, can I watch this? And I was like, no, it's scary. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. But I'm also being hyped up as being. But really was scary. it scary? Like, thinking about it now, so I, I, that one I actually have seen through several times. <laughs> but I don't actually think that it's scary. No, like, it's not even really a horror film, is it? But. Well, what would you classify it as? Like a thriller? Yeah. Thriller. Yeah, there's always like a fine line between horror and thriller, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what thriller means, but I think thriller is more like a psychological thing, where it's not like horror, like there's a monster or jump scares and things like that, or paranormal things, maybe. Yeah. Or something that like will keep you on your toes rather. So maybe like Jaws is more of a thriller than a horror. Well, I mean, it's a perspective as well because I think that science of Lambs like Hannibal Lecter's the bad guy but he's in it a lot just like talking yeah like having a ch- chat with him <laughs> so he's not like this unknown threat he's just this guy yeah but in in Silence of the Lambs he's not the bad guy is he it's the other one that they see at the end yeah that's true like, oh, okay, okay well that that one <laughs> yeah yeah mm, it's a good film but yeah it's maybe not scary but I find the scariest stuff it's like jump scary but as an adult it's quite well, even I guess as a kid, it's quite easy to just look away because <laughs> your eyes. And I will just do that. Like when we yeah, go to this. I think if you look away, then it's more scary because then it's all in your head, isn't it? No, because I feel like I always know when it's going to come. Like when we watch like movies in the cinema, I'll just look in the corner and not in the middle of the screen because I know it's going to come. <laughs> well, I'm scared. Yeah, because yeah. I just can't. I can't deal with that. Um, yeah. That's why I think that maybe film is not the scariest of things because I can just look away or do something else. Although when I was with, I saw a film, (laughs) I don't know why, but this film I saw with my friend, it was called, what was it, like Friend Request or something. But after, there's like two different ones called Friend Request. And this one is like, I don't know, I think it's a German film, but I saw it with my friend. And I don't know why, but she was really scared. So I felt like I had to be brave. But, like, I've never, like, audibly screamed in a film, and she did. And I was just, like, (laughs) and I was, like, oh, my God. Like, she would, like, tap her feet, and I was, like, this is actually terrifying. So I don't know if it was the situation I was in that made me feel more scared or if that film was genuinely scary. But we were, like, sitting there, like, I don't know, holding each other, being, like, oh, God, I can't look or whatever. And she would do, like... On the floor with the seat. And I was like, oh. What the hell? And we sat like in the front. I don't know. It was weird. 
Was she being paid by this movie to, like, hype her <laughs> I don't know. I guess she was just genuinely scared, but then that made me scared as well. So I don't know. Maybe you have to watch that film. Or I'll have to watch it again. I think it's on Netflix or something for me to watch again. And I see if it was actually scary. No, but I... No, you're probably right. Um, I mean, it might have just been that I wasn't there with you to protect you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't rely on you to protect me in the normal circumstances, but, you know. That's true. You can protect me. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I think you're you're probably right. I mean, it's context, right? Just yeah. A bit. Yeah. I can't remember. Did I mention this in the last? Well, you can mention podcast, it again. But, um, what was that film called? The Body Snatchers. No, the other the one. The Kill List. Kill List. Yeah, that was yeah. that Kill List film, and I watched it on my own. Yeah. Without you. Yeah. And I obviously that's it. Maybe you're protecting me, but <laughs> you're at work doing a night shift or whatever. Yeah. And I was at home, and I watched this Kill List. Um, which is kind of borderline crap, but... Yeah. Was that by the Ben Wheatley guy? Yeah. Okay, yeah. But it just freaked me out for some reason. And because it was, I was like, on my own in the house. Yeah. And so I think the context of it... So if you're, like, watching a film either on your own in the dark or, mm, or you're watching with a it with a really friend. scared friend <laughs> yelling, yeah. then I guess it increases the horror. Yeah. Although I guess like also I was just thinking like when I go to the when we go to the movies and there's like annoying kids screaming in the back, I'm not scared, I'm more annoyed. Yeah, but then so I guess it depends because they're uh, not with me. What do you mean? Well when we watch a horror film and someone screams. Yeah. Right, right. And they're like, Oh god, oh Jesus or whatever, saying something stupid and you're like, Shh right. <laughs> you're ruining it. Yeah. I mean, so that was probably me and but they're not like sitting there, actually tapping their feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, I guess maybe it is different because the it's just a different situation. Yeah. Of where you are. <laughs> so um, you've made a top five, or just five films that you like, did you? Well, you asked me to do a top. Five. Well, I was originally I was like, oh, do top ten, and I feel like I have done a top ten somewhere, but I can't find this list anymore. But now we were just talking about, oh, let's just quickly write down like five that we really like or want to watch again or whatever. So maybe not necessarily top five, but I had a hard time thinking of five. Right. Maybe because I had such a short, like literally minutes to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So what what is number one for you? Well, I didn't want to do a top, my top five horror films. Okay, because, well, fine. Because um, this is the same old thing. Is it? What? Well, because I'm quite bored, right? My, I don't know. I'm not like horror film is maybe not my like favorite genre of film anyway. In, oh, right. I mean, I do like horror films, but um, I wouldn't say I was like a horror film buff, and I know loads about them. So yeah. I kind of would just be talking about the same films. I think we covered some of them on our last, the first podcast I was on. Right. So I just chose five horror films I like. Okay. If that's in no particular order. All right. In no real order, yeah. Okay. I just wrote down five horror films that I quite like. Okay. <laughs> All right. Count? Yeah, I mean, why not? I don't know what the point of the list is. No, I don't. I mean, just could a, we just, just to talk about five particular films that you like? Was yeah. Five? So the number one on my list of, in no particular order, five horror films that I quite like. Yeah. I've put the original Suspiria. Not the new one. Not the new Suspiria. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and... Why? Do you find it scary? Yeah, good question. Um, no, not really. No. Uh, it's Do loud. you want to give like a... It is loud. We saw it... When was it? Like, was it the last time we went to New York? I don't know. A couple of times ago. So maybe a few years ago now. Our, my local 
cinema was showing like I don't know what what was going on, but they showed the old the original Suspiria in cinema. Yeah, like for the so first time in like I don't know however many years, but I think we were one of about four people there. <laughs> yeah, but it was just so insanely loud that I had to sit there with my ears plugged with my fingers. It was ridiculous. I was like, "Why is it so loud?" Like I legitimately have like mild hearing loss and wear a hearing aid normally, but that probably did my hearing in. That, yeah, I think that. that... Like, what, how was it? Was it not loud to anyone else but me in there? Was I sitting, like, was there a speaker under my ass or something? Like, <laughs> what? I don't understand why that was so loud. And it just completely ruined my experience. But we had watched it, at, like, at home first. No, I, didn't. I, think, I think you I just... watched it in Bournemouth. I think you put it on. Oh, I was probably drunk, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember. Because I, like, vaguely remember what happened. Right, okay. So I think we had seen it before. Just tank by a bat. Yeah. yeah, but it's just like a ballet thing. It's just like about witches. Yeah, basically. I mean, witches are uh, top top topic topic for me. I like uh, witches. You do like witches, but are they scary? Um, yeah. Like in the witches, which I haven't seen. I don't know. The witches is scary. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, the witches is scary. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Which is a scary, and Suspiria is not particularly scary, but it is cool. Looks really good. Great soundtrack. Yeah, good old Italian goblin. Good old goblin. Pretty funny. Uh-huh. Uh, and just atmospheric as well. It's good right. movie. And that's another thing that maybe can make a horror film, couldn't it? Like, the atmosphere of yeah. it. Like, when we were talking last time about, like, being in deep space and just you know, whatever could be a, just make it horror. Cause something like sci-fi doesn't necessarily need to be scary, but it could easily be turned scary because of the situation you're in, in the atmosphere and background and things. Yeah. Space is scary. Yeah. Space is scary. So should I give you my, whatever number one yeah, is your number one. My number one is nightmare on Elm street. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think, I think that one's my favorite, but it's not scary. No. It, I mean, it's like, Kind of a little bit because it's pretty ugly, and also just like like when the tongue comes out of the the phone, absolutely disgusting. It's a gross out. Yeah, and then Johnny Depp just with a little belly top on. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean it's somewhat scary, isn't it? Yeah, I think the the idea of it is pretty scary because this guy is a freaking menace. Like he's absolutely insane. He was like, well. Or just the whole premise of it was. They were, he was, what was he, like, touching up the kids or something? And they're like, well, you know what? We're just going to burn you. Yeah. He's fucked up. But then he just chases them through their dreams. Right? Through their dreams, yeah. I mean, that's quite scary to wake up and then him still chasing them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I found quite scary? The um, the Simpsons episode where they do a riff on yeah. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, but with uh, groundskeeper Willie. Right, and he's Freddy, is he? Yeah, and he's Freddy, and he's like he's in a tractor. For some reason, <laughs> he's chasing the bar in a tractor. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And when I was a kid, I found that scary as well. Had you seen Nightmare on Elm Street before? No. So you had no idea what it was referencing, really? No, I had no idea okay. what it was referencing. All right, because I wonder if like that would have changed your perspective if you had seen it or knew what it was about. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, that's actually not. Scary. I just think that groundskeeper Woody's kind of scary anyway. Is he? Yeah. He's just a buff Scottish guy. <laughs> What's so scary about that? Is he that? buff? 
Yeah, doesn't he like take his everything off and he to get like oiled up by the lunch lady in one episode? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like super buff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's what I remember about him. There's a lot of characters that are just buff in the Simpsons. Like Ned Flanders is really buff. Yeah, and then he has his little ski suit on. He has his little butt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're getting a bit off topic. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enough of that. Uh, what's your number two? Uh, so I just put the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Right. Yeah, that's the one you definitely mentioned before. Because you said that one is scary. Yeah. And that's just because black and white films are scarier, I think. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Just because they're more creepy. Because they're old? Them. Yeah, there's that, the yeah. oldness makes them more creepy. Yeah, but alternatively, I feel like, oh yeah, I know, that's not going to be scary because it is old. Yeah, maybe. And I don't know, maybe one look is good, or I don't know, just be a bit weird. Well, it's old, it's scary. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, what's your number two? Uh, Halloween, and then I put three, question mark. Because while I do like Halloween, the first one is good. I also particularly really like number three, mostly because of the song that they sing to have a countdown to Halloween. Oh, how does the song go? Uh, three more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Three more days till Halloween. Silver Shamrock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot what it was called. But yeah, that was so funny. And it just reminds me of Goosebumps. Yeah. It's also kind of creepy. It's like really early 80s, let's say. Uh, and there's just like yeah. creepy guys in like brown suits walking around a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did find it kind of creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. I mean, Halloween itself is also creepy. I don't know why they need to make another one. That or keep one. making them. Yeah, that new one doesn't Because it's just scary. like, well, it's not scary. Because like the last one, the yeah. remake one, it was not, like it was, I don't know, was it good? I literally don't remember. No, it wasn't very good. But the um, soundtrack was cool. Yeah, because Jordan Carpenter came back and did it. Yeah, he did a cool like remix soundtrack, which I really liked. Yeah, but that but didn't make it film, scary. It? <laughs> 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 it was kind of crap. Yeah, I do like Michael as a like a monster or a killer or whatever. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, especially what's the game that he's in? Again, what Dead by Daylight? Yeah, he's always just a like. Well, like loads of these are in Dead by Daylight. Like I was thinking oh, about yeah. Freddy. Freddy's in it. Is he? Yeah, oh. he like you, he takes you to the dream world, okay, and then he yeah. kills you. But yeah, Michael's the best. Dead by Daylight is just this funny game. It's like a did I? We might have talked about it last. Yeah, you did. One. But um, yeah, Michael is one of the killers, and they actually it's really cute. They put the like the neighborhood in as one of the maps that you can play on. And it's really good when you have Michael as the killer that's chasing you. But I feel like every time you get that killer, it's just somebody who's like really emo. And it's just Michael like standing in the window looking out. And then you're like running around being like, okay, come get me. And then he shakes his head. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, like, Oh, (laughs) well, cause they're quite smart. Cause didn't you like power up your ability by, like looking at them. By him looking at you, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then it's quite smart because the gameplay kind of reflects his character. Of just yes, yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah, it's really, it's quite clever. I yeah. Think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's your number three? So I put Child's Play, the original and the remake. Okay. Combined. Yeah. Because uh, we watched the originals together, didn't we? Yeah. And 
I had watched it when I was a kid as well, but I really just didn't remember it. Mm. But um, I remember being scared of it as a kid. I was just thinking I was scared of everything. As a kid. But um, yeah, but I feel like kids <clears throat> are scared of everything. But it's really funny and good. Yeah, it's cute. It, it, yeah, fact, he's a good character. He's a, yeah, again, another good killer. And then they did that remake recently, which got bad reviews. People didn't really like it. Yeah. But I actually really liked it. I thought it was really funny. Yeah, he was really, like, he was quite sweet. He was like a little Sour Patch Kid, wasn't he? Where he was, like, sweet one second and then, like, really evil the next. <laughs> like, the best part is when he's, like, when the kid comes back and he goes, I made you something and just gives him, like, a broken popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely watch that one again. And it was voiced by Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. which was yeah. great. He was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cute. So yeah, that's one I really like. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. Uh, for my number three, I put it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's not like a favorite, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, the first like, one. Well done. The second one. This, the first one more, but the second one I thought was again like good casting. Like the kids, like them choosing the kids grown up as those particular actors was really good. Whoever yeah. that casting director was should get a raise because that was amazing. Um, it was okay. Again, like, it's just, like, this really long, ongoing thing. So you're like, mm. But um, also I thought Pennywise was really good, well acted, and he was pretty scary. Yeah, he was scary. He did a good little dance. Yeah, and you're like, oh, he's cute. And then you actually looked at him and you're like, ew, <laughs> actually he's not cute. Yeah. Yeah, the first one was pretty good. I did, mm. uh, didn't think it was quite yeah, some bits were really ugly, and that's another thing that maybe scares me. Just things that don't look normal, if that makes sense. Like, they had a, like, one of the little boys was afraid of a painting in his dad's office. Oh, yeah. And the way they had it in the movie, and she had, like, a moon face, so her face wasn't, like, round. And she just had, like, her, like, features were distorted, and she was really big. And, yeah, I don't know, like... I don't know. The way she moved was just, it was just ugly. And she was like gray. I don't know. It was just something, it's just like she didn't look like. Yeah, you don't like creepy faces and images. No, I don't. Like that guy on uh, Truth or Fiction. There's a, <laughs> there's a thing on this Truth or Fiction. Is it Truth or Fiction? Fact, Fact or Fact Fiction. Or fiction. Yeah. With... That guy that plays uh, Riker on Star Trek. Right, yeah, yes. <laughs> freaks yeah and so basically it's an upside down face but the eyes and the mouth are right side up and he's like well what do you think this face is upside down or not or does this face look normal to you or whatever i don't know it's an optical illusion so when you look at it your brain doesn't think that it's upside down until they turn the image upside down and then the eyes and the mouth are actually upside down yeah that's it yeah, so that I literally will cry if I see that. I cannot. I cannot look at that. So yeah, I think that's a, a thing that. It's because your brain was deceived. Yeah, and my brain was just like, "Ill, that's not. That shouldn't be happening." But yeah, things like that scare me. Like in that um, that stories. Scary stories. Scary stories just tell in the dark. I didn't like that either because everything was just really like ugly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't like that either. Yeah. But yeah, um, what's your four? My number four is The Visit. Right. Which okay. I haven't watched since we saw it at the cinema originally. But I got it for you on DVD, so we do have it here. Yeah, I need to watch it again. But I remember, I mean, I'm a bit of an M. Night Shyamalan fan. Yeah, I know. Generally. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I really thought the visit was funny and also quite scary with the old people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe no spoilers or spoilers. I don't know. I mean, that movie's pretty freaking old. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Maybe skip uh, in this podcast for a couple minutes, but we're going to talk about it. But yeah, the plot twist was pretty, um, I don't know, clever. Yeah, I, I thought know. it was, it was funny. Think, yeah. Clever. Yeah. And having the old people, uh, the grandparents obviously not be their grandparents. Yeah, yeah. It's not realize yeah. it. Yeah, and us not realizing it either. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's quite a, like a, I don't know, like a, a, is that a primordial, I guess not really primordial, but it's like a, a scary thing when you're little, right? That you, because <laughs> you yeah. just completely trust your parents yeah. and your grandparents yeah. that you put faith in them being, Who you looking think you after are. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And then. For it to turn out that they were just a couple of creepy old, like, murderers or whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Who'd killed the real grandparents. Yeah. Always quite scary and quite funny as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was quite a lot of just a kid rapping as well, which is maybe not... Oh, I hated that kid! He's <laughs> so annoying. That's, a, that's something I really hate in horror films. Fucking kids. Annoying kids. Like, everyone goes on about that Babadook film... And I will tell you instantly that I hated that film because of that kid. He was so annoying. So annoying. You were not Baba Shook. I was not Baba Shook, no. I was Baba. <laughs> annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But not yeah, that, that just that does put me off a bit of just maybe just films in general rather than horror films. But they tend to put a lot of annoying children in. Horror films. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my number four is Scream. I love Scream. Yeah? Is it scary? No. Well, no. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> because it, it, like, when he calls you up and he's like, oh, what's your favorite horror thing? Or like, I don't know. Because then also like The Ring or things like that where someone's like, I'm going to kill you. And, or you have seven days or whatever when they call you up and you're like, all right. I don't know. Seems kind of creepy. Yeah, no one wants to get a, like, a crank phone call. Or yeah, but then know. you're just like, oh, was that actually a crank call? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, I just quite like, and also he, I like uh, Ghostface. I think he's good. Yeah, he is good. I mean, he's, I, that film did, again, I think I spoke about it last time, but I think it did scare me when I was younger as well. Right. Um, and I think it is I mean, it does try to be scary. It's also funny, but it, it does. Yeah, yeah. Crazy and put some effort into making it scary. Yeah. Well. Uh, I like the tension and stuff. But mm. um, Ghostface is too easy at falling over. That's the main <laughs> thing. <laughs> That's my favorite thing, because if I was a killer, I would just fall over all the time. Yeah. He just, like, <laughs> dumps his... Well, that's what in. happens when it's just, like, those, like, pesky kids, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just some idiot being a, a serial killer or whatever he's doing. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your number five? Uh, and my number five is Day of the Dead. Is that the one with Bob? Yeah, that's the one with Bob. Yeah, that's another one you tried to show me, and I was just like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not scary. But that one's in black and white. No, it's not. It's is it not? Maybe I always get it confused. There's too many things that are called that. Something yeah, like no, dead or whatever. The original... The Night of the Living Dead is in black and white. Right, that's what I was thinking. Okay, ignore me. And that was probably more scary than Day of the Dead. Yeah. Day of the Dead is just kind of boring. 
they just all sit around in a bunker for the majority of the film and then right. at the end just get like torn up by the zombie yeah but it's just really cool and uh i don't know just i liked it i quite like boring stuff as well so. i was gonna say none of the films that you've mentioned are scary they're always just like yeah this is funny i like it <laughs> yeah but then i just don't think that there are many horror films that are really scary scary yeah or they don't scare me i don't know maybe yeah because some people might find them really scary that is true yeah that's true so my fifth one i put um saw just because i like it again i don't think it really scary, but that's quite a tension based film yeah where they're just because obviously they're all just stuck in the all the two of them are stuck in the room and also it kind of like was a spin-off for escape rooms which i really like except when it's in a film yeah 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 so you like it because it's like an escape room yeah exactly although they made what two three two act, well but there was that other one that we saw on netflix so they're just making like movies about escape rooms and i'm like well that is not scary because it's an actual literal escape room and you're like i like doing them but i don't like watching other people do them yeah it's not scary but you wouldn't do a real escape room where people jump out at you would no you? no definitely not that's scary. That's too scary. Cause again, it's the jump scares yeah. as well. And also, I'm just like, I feel like I would just punch someone. If somebody jumped out at me, my initial reaction would just be punch. Well, I think some of them, like, they come into the room and you have to hide. Yes, yeah. There's one around us. Well, not around us, but a few hours away, where it's called The Butcher and... You're in there, I guess, trying to escape from the butcher. And every so often he comes in to check on you and you have to hide. Which I feel like, I don't know. I would just be like, look, whatever. You just are. Like, lay on the ground and be like, that's it, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah. Because, I, I mean, like, I don't know. What does he do? Why, <laughs> does, he Why does he come in the room? Well, I, don't, I don't think as much he could do. No, I guess not. But like, yeah, I guess yeah. you have to. <laughs> I guess you also have to know that he's coming as well. So you could be like, "Oh well, f every fifteen minutes he comes, or I hear a noise and here he comes, or whatever." Would you do one of those sort of like experiences where they like, well, like uh, a corn maze? Yeah, where yeah. they like pick you up in a van, bundle you, mm -hmm. like blindfold you. Mm -hmm. No, none of that. No, I mean, if somebody was like, "Okay, we're gonna do this," and they like forced me against my will to go, I would just sit on one tree and just be like, "Look." So you're literally if you're going to come that. get me, then come get me because I don't give a shit. Yeah. No, I mean, like, if I did that, because there is one near us that does that. Right. That one in Eastbourne does that. Right. Where yeah. they, but, like, who is willingly doing that? <laughs> I'm like, my, like, I don't have any desire to be like, oh, I wonder what it's like to be kidnapped and thrown into the woods with, like, people chasing me to try to kill me. I don't know. It seems like some sick fucking, I don't know. I don't know. Not my thing. Thrill seekers, right? It's like a I adrenaline thing. I guess some people also just like being scared. So, like, people will go and do scary escape rooms and go see scary films and play scary games and stuff. Mm. But, yeah, I don't like being scared. No. Well, you shouldn't <laughs> do a horror podcast. But it's a bit different. Because, well, I mean, I'm also just scared of everything, but I'm also just not throwing myself into it extreme horror situation mm. like i wouldn't go ghost hunting or anything no no absolutely not okay i mean we went on that ghost tour but i was pretty terrified <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair yeah um yeah we have seen some 
some, I guess, uh, scary, scary movies lately, haven't we? Um, yeah, one or more than one. Well, we've seen that escape room. Oh yeah, part two. Was that scary? Uh, I think it was classed as a horror. I guess so. It was kind of. It, I mean, it was kind of had this, like, oh, there's somebody after these people who are putting things, they're trying to kill them, basically, right? And that's, I guess, maybe something that you find in a horror story? It's not, I just, they're not scary because they're so, like, formulaic. And it's not a bad thing because I I think they're okay. But they're like, you know one participant is going to die in every single room. Yes, just because that's how the first one was. So you're like, okay, well, the second one's going to be the same. And it just happens every time anyway. But Yeah. yeah. So you're just sitting waiting, you're like, oh, okay, how's this one going to die? Yeah. And I feel like at one point, two of them died, and I was just, like, annoyed because I was like, oh, they broke the rules and more than one died at this point. Yeah. Well, they were just like, oh, shit, we're nearing the end of the movie now. We've run out of room design that we can think of, so let's just kill them all off in us. Yeah. But fair enough. I was like, thank God. I'm happy they killed two off because <laughs> I cannot sit here anymore and watch this crap. But, yeah. But yeah, I think if, if if it completely follows the formula, and it's probably similar to like the the like sequel slasher films, like right, Freddie Jason or whatever. Yeah. If you know that it's just someone's going to get killed every like ten minutes. Yeah. And you're just waiting for them to get killed, aren't you? There's no real tension yeah. because you're just like, mm-hmm. well, we know that someone or like someone's not going to escape this room. They're going to get caught by a laser or yeah. fall down a hole or something. But I guess that's true of all horror films of or like these slasher films. Because you know that somebody's at least one person is going to die. But I guess you don't know when it is or how or whatever. Whereas these escape room ones, you're just like, okay, here we go. We're getting to the end of the room. We're like, the time's almost up. Well, here we go. Because that one literally has like a time limit on it. And they're like, oh my God, it's, there's literally 30 seconds left on here. And you're like, okay, well, here it comes. Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah. I mean, that one is maybe a bit of an extreme one where you're like, okay, what? Well, yeah, but like I think if it's a bit less formulaic, then maybe it has more potential to be scary. Like people say that, like the Ariaster films, like the um, Midsummer and oh, yeah. um, Hereditary, are yeah. scary because they're a bit more unpredictable. So yeah, I guess they're like uh, they're not as formulaic. It's not like oh, you know, a character's going to die at this point. No, I guess you're trying to work out what's going on. Yeah. Like with the midsummer and the cult and everything, and it's just creepy. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that I was scary. I wasn't like terrified of midsummer. No, the right film, but it was... people said that Hereditary was really scary. I didn't. I didn't think scary. it was scary at all. <laughs> I didn't find it scary. I think it was just chaos. Yeah, I just found absolutely it ridiculous. Funny. Yeah, I don't know. I really liked it, but I didn't find it scary. No, I agree. But I think it has more potential, maybe, than Escape Room to be scary. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. And we also saw Old. Old, yes. Old. Yeah, on the Shyamalan. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Hi. Yeah, which was, was that scary? Uh, no. It was kind of creepy. It was creepy. It was uh, creepy, but not scary. Yeah. Nobody wants to age really quickly. No. (laughs) No. But, yeah, I mean, I guess also, I don't know, it was just, it was weird. But I guess that's to be expected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely weird. Yeah. Uh, and enjoyable. 
yeah, pretty good, decent watch. So if you haven't seen it, it's probably out in the cinema still, I think. Yeah, I think it's been a bit of a hit. Has it? Oh, that's good. Yeah, the M. Night Ace Fan Club. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> he's back again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think people liked it. I, I liked, liked it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was at some points I was like, okay, this doesn't really know where it's going. When are you going to end now? Yeah, but you really wrapped it up at the end. He did wrap it up at the end, but there were just parts in the middle where I was like, okay, I get it now. What's going on now? I want to know what's going to happen. Can you tell me now? <clears throat> but yeah, anyway. But yeah, yeah. You, you have a bit of a history of horror here. Yeah. Down in your book. Well, I was looking up stuff to talk about, and then I found some article on Google, and it was from Time magazine. Time magazine, oh, fancy, right. Yeah, uh, and it's like, uh, just because it was a kind of a thing that I've heard before people to talk about, but horror films yeah. are like, go through phases in, like, in history, right. and that they're supposed to reflect the era that they come from. Yeah. And that, like, at certain points in history, different things in horror have been popular because they've reflected social anxieties of the times. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, And I thought I'd just talk through some, and then we can discuss if we think that that theory, that horror films reflect the era they're in, I'm classing it up a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, (laughs) it's true. Like, is that correct? Do you think that it's actually... Uh, a valid theory, or is it a load of bullshit? We'll yeah, we will see. We'll, <laughs> here. Well, well, tell me first, and we'll see. Yeah. So, the first era that they discussed in this article was like the early horror films of like the 1930s, and they yeah. they said that it was they they kind of reflect the what was going on. I think it's U.S. history generally, because I guess Hollywood is in yeah, the U.S. Yeah, so. that's true. But U.S. and world history, and I guess it was kind of a world thing as well. Uh, and that was like the Great Depression, right? And also sort of pre World War Two, post World mm. War One mm. era, yeah. And the fears of the time, yeah. And the movies that they referred to were like the Universal horror films. Which we've, oh, well, like, we've, we've watched quite a few recently. Yeah, well, like Dracula and stuff. Yeah, so Dracula, Frankenstein. The Mummy. The Mummy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the reason they say that those films were reflective of the time, they say, yeah. oh, well, people were having a crap time yeah. during the 30s. It was the Depression, and they were just having a real shitty time. Well, yeah, fair enough, fair right? Enough. Mm-hmm. And they said that this horror, like gave an escapism during that time. Right. Um, because it provided a kind of external horror, like bad mm-hmm. guys, monsters, that they could be scared of, but it was kind of a safe thing to be scared of because it was outside. And not real. It wasn't real. It wasn't like, <laughs> I can't pay my bills or I'm living yeah. on the street. Or yeah. My, all my savings are now worth shit. Yeah. So it was kind of like... I'll go uh, watch Dracula instead. Yeah, because that's a, <laughs> it's scary, but it's kind of a yeah. contained, like a, like a roller coaster ride or something. Yeah. Then there was some thing in the article where they said, because of like the pre-war era and all the tension in Europe between Germany and mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that the films also reflected America's fear of Europe. Well, the two examples they gave, one was that Dracula was Eastern European. Well, because he's literally Eastern European. That's ridiculous. 
that book was freaking written how much like how much before that movie yeah but the way that they put uh bella lugosi played it yeah but dracula is european in the book he literally comes from transylvania which is in romania which is in europe so that's some nonsense. Unless they're like, hmm, what can we do? Oh, I know. This guy, this bad guy, vampire, is from Europe. Let's let's infuse this into here. Well, and the other example they gave yeah. was that the wolfman in the script was, he got his wolfmanness by being bitten by a gypsy. What? And that's supposed to be because it reflects Eastern European. <laughs> Fucking hell. So what the fears of, uh, and they described it as a foreign contagion. I mean, I think that's complete balls. Like <laughs> what? Also, when were these films made? Uh, like nine thirty-two, and right. it was Dracula. So, what? Who has a fear of Europe? And why? I mean, they're just like, ooh. I mean, they're not going to like look into the future, right? To be like, oh, we have a fear of Europe. Well, the I mean, I guess they I guess, had yeah, World they already War had the World War, and there was a lot of. I think I can't remember from history when Hitler was hanging about, but it was like the early thirties. He was right. causing a ruckus. Oh, okay, so he was there, right? He was around. There was tension. There was threat of war, and America were trying to just hope that Europe just got on with it and just left them out of it, right? Right. So <coughs> to not make things worse. <coughs> Excuse me. They uh, made films about like horrible Eastern European. <laughs> like what the? F- I don't believe that for a fucking minute. So you don't think that aspect? What about the depression thing? You think as an escapism? I don't know. Why don't they ask the freaking filmmakers? Like uh, that's another thing. I feel like maybe they're just trying to superimpose this idea. I don't know. Is this like somebody's um, dissertation or thesis or something? Well, yeah. I think this is very much kind of like film studies. Yeah. Sort of thing where you're trying to try and sort of uh, crowbar an argument. Right, but I always find this a bit ridiculous. It's like when I did like poetry or something in school where you're finding a meaning because you're being told to find a meaning. What if there's literally no fucking meaning? Like if I wanted to make a film, I would just make a film and I'd be like, hmm, let me apply all this like background information. No, I just be like, look, I want to make a fucking uh, funny horror film because of this, not because of whatever reason. But then I guess the argument is that they were very popular at that time. Uh, maybe right. they wouldn't have been so popular if people weren't. They kind of captured the, the zeitgeist, yeah. these these monsters. And then the, the thesis is in this argument that the reason they were so popular was because of the fears of the time of the American people of uh, being bitten by a gypsy and... Of, uh, <laughs> a Romanian vampire just <laughs> strolling on in. I mean, I think, I mean, they were, like, poor and sad and hungry. Well, I don't think they were fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess if you'd really been affected by the Depression, you wouldn't be able to... You wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't be able to afford to go watch freaking Bella Lugosi or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, so moving yeah, on to the next era, because, you know, before we get to the end of this, we need to, uh, you know, you need to consider all the... Yeah, all the fine, the yeah. So the next era was the 1950s, so... We skipped the 40s because <laughs> horror well, wasn't a big thing in the 40s. Right? Well, because just, horror was real life, I guess, with actual World War II. It, well, exactly. Very good. You can do it. <laughs> Look, see? Yes. Yeah, so people were not looking for real, like fake horror because they had the, yeah. the true horror. Yeah. Right. But then the 50s came around. Uh, and I guess at that point, 
it had a few years since the end of the war. Yeah. America was up and coming. Everyone was bowling and whatever they were doing in the 50s. Yeah, like roller buying, skating around or whatever. Roller skating, yeah. buying ironing boards. <laughs> like just being 50s. Yeah. Uh, and so the the big thing they called this era the, the era of the atom bomb and McCarthyism. Right. Uh, and the theory is that a lot of like 50s horror were like sci-fi horror. Yeah, okay. So the examples that they gave were Godzilla, obviously Japanese. but Yeah, I was going to say, is that sci-fi? I guess it is. I don't know, it's a bit of a weird one. I think they just put Godzilla in because of literally the like atomic bomb thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then all the like, the like drive-in movie kind of horrors, mm. like Them with the giant ants. Oh, yeah, right. Um, I put Attack of the 50-foot woman. Everything's just giant. Yeah. That's what they were afraid of in the 50s. Everything being too big. <laughs> uh, I put the beast with a million eyes. Was he big? <laughs> I don't know, but he had a lot of eyes. Right, okay. Just um, anything that's over the top. Yeah. So <laughs> so those were the ones for like the atom bomb. Yeah. Um, I think the 50-foot the woman and the beast with a million eyes were both actually caused by aliens. And not by right. nuclear, like waste. Or okay, but I mean, it's sort of a similar thing. I mean, I guess aliens. And... Yeah, something could have come from the bomb, or it could have been not a bomb and a UFO or something. Yeah, I think UFOs and atomic bombs are similar, I guess, because they're like unknown. Yeah, they just come in from the sky. Yeah, come from the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, the reason that they thought that this era was uh, the horror was popular. Um, because they all expanded in size due to radiation, right? So the fear at the time was uh, after, I guess, the, after they dropped the bombs on uh, Hiroshima, yeah, and exactly, and uh, and just with like nuclear power, the unknown mm. technology, yeah, and, the, and then to, to see how like destructive it was, and like the insidious horror of uh, like radiation poisoning, yeah, which I think is really scary. That is pretty scary, yes. Yeah, and that you don't even you might even know. Mm. You were like way away from wherever the bomb yeah. blew up. Yeah. But then a few weeks later, you just like get really sick and like your limbs start falling off and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. pretty, pretty it horrific. Yeah. Um, and so they said that people were worried about radiation and the horror of being radiated. Fair. Uh, which I think, yeah, fair. Way enough. more valid than the first one from the 1930s. Yeah. I definitely Godzilla, right? He was. He literally was born from nuclear explosion or something. <laughs> Not they my did area. the testing. That's what it was. It was right. like, you know, they do the testing on the like the island. Yeah. Like, oh, is that how he was born? Yeah. So how they did cute. all the testing, and then he was born from the radiation. <laughs> and they made this amazing dinosaur. Yeah. Okay. And then, then he came out of the sea. Yeah. And and attacked Tokyo. Yeah. As revenge for the nuclear stuff. But it may give him life. Why was that? Or if you just didn't want to be born. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody asked to be born. No, that's right. Even <laughs> Yes, no matter how big and powerful you are. Yeah. Um, so you think that one's a bit more convincing? That the, yeah, that yeah, the I'll take that one. the time was nuclear stuff, so they yeah. had it. But those films weren't particularly scary. I don't think any of those examples... Uh, well, maybe they were scary then. They were kind of clampy, and I don't well, know... Well, now they are. But I were think... they then? Like, was that the point of them? then because well, I, I think the original Godzilla is, is somewhat I think has atmosphere and is a kind of scary-ish 
Yeah, but I mean like them or whatever, like giant ants or whatever. I did see them when I was little. Did you? Were yeah. you afraid? I don't think I was afraid. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess big bugs is scary, right? Yeah, gross. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Um, and then the other part of the 50s was the they just sort of they double, did a double act on it. For some yeah. Reason. And then they just said McCarthyism uh, and like Cold War paranoia mm-hmm. at the time. And yeah. the only example they gave was Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay. Um, and people often, because people often argue, it's one of those classic like films that people say, oh, it has a meaning to it. Okay. Um, and it's about the fear of, people either say it's either about the fear of communism because, like, they get the aliens in their head and they're all drawing a little group <laughs> yeah, together yeah. so they get kind of brainwashed. Yeah. And they're, like, trying to get everyone to convert. and so they become a communist. Yeah. So yeah, okay, I can see that, yeah. People say it's either about the fear of communism, but they also say it's the fear of McCarthyism, which was when America was so scared of the communists that they kind of, like, denounced anyone who was at all, like, left-leaning. Mm. And we're like, you're a communist, so they like blacklisted them from Hollywood and wouldn't let them make movies and stuff because they okay. didn't want right. to. They were scared they would spread the socialist message. Right. Uh, so people say it's for both. Um, well, I was going to say it also goes in with the atom bomb where it's just aliens again. And aliens, yeah. They were poor people. Poor people. So they said that people were scared of McCarthy. Well, I don't think people were scared of McCarthyism, but people, <laughs> I guess film directors that were getting losing their jobs were scared of McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. But it was that sort of paranoia where people could snitch on you and like say, oh, you're, 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 you're a witch. Exactly. Yeah, witch hunt. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Like a witch hunt. Yeah. Um, and then they spoke to the director of the film, who was Don Segal. Right. Uh, and he said, it's just a movie. See, that's my kind of guy. Yeah. Good. But then he went on to make Dirty Harry. Right. Which was also a good movie. But yeah. But did that have a thing? Or did he just want to make a movie about some like asshole comp? Yeah, well, I just sheriff. he's just some like right wing crank. Yeah, okay, so he just wanted to make a movie about his thoughts or whatever, or just whatever. Yeah. It's fine. So that's why he denied it was about McCarthyism. Ah, uh, so you think was... he was lying? No, just people tried to put that on him that it was kind of like a left leaning movie. Oh, uh, right, and he was like, but he left. was just a right wing crank. Right. He was like, nah, it's just a movie about <laughs> odd people. Yeah. And then he then he proved it by making Dirty Harry, which was just about a renegade cop killing hippies. Yeah. In a very entertaining way, because mm. Dirty Harry is pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Watch where you're going, blockhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Best line ever. Yeah. So, what do you think? Do you think the fifties were the, the movies reflected the the fears of the? Yeah, I can get behind that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you think more so? More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then the next one. So that was a bit. Um, I don't know. A bit loose this one, but the Vietnam era. Ah. Uh-huh. Which I I look, had to look up, and it apparently it's 1955 to 1975, which is much longer than I thought. That is a very long time, yeah. The Vietnam era would have been. Mm. But um, apparently so. Yeah. And then this era, they said, was the horror of everyday life. <laughs> and it only happened during those 20 years. Well, it was the move towards that, because horror right. before was like monsters. Europeans. Europeans. <laughs> yeah. Aliens. Yeah. Right. But then came uh, a sort of turning point in horror with, like, Psycho. Right. In the, was it the early 50s, 60s. Yeah, I guess he's technically, like, the first killer, I think. Yeah. So he was just a, just a man. He's just a man. He yeah. wasn't a vampire. No, he wasn't European. 
He wasn't European. He was not bitten by anybody. No. He was just a crazy guy. Like, loved his mom. Uh, yeah, loved his mom. <laughs> he just had too much love to give. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and so the other examples they gave are these horrors of everyday life. Okay. Were a psycho. Rosemary's baby. Uh, yeah, because somebody who somewhere was like, I'm having a baby and this is terrifying. Yeah. The uh, what if it baby. comes out horrible or I don't like it? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that, that maybe that one more has like a a projection thing on it. Yeah, okay. Uh the exorcist. Mm, I mean unless somebody knows somebody who was exercised or possessed. Well the thing is that it's just the the daughter in a family is like an everyday horror and then she yeah. becomes possessed or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well, wasn't there? Um, well, yeah, I mean, te- like, you're driving around and your car breaks down on the road. And you're like, hmm, where should I go? And then you go and you just, like, get attacked by a bunch of crazy hillbillies who just want to skin you alive and put you on a hook. That's true. That's they scary. were hippies, though, again. Somebody just didn't like hippies. No, nobody likes hippies. Well, I guess I guess hippies in the Vietnam era were quite prevalent. Yes, so. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe Leatherface represents the Vietnam War. Maybe it represents the U.S. war machine. <laughs> like bringing yeah. the hammer down on the hippies. Yeah, enough. Like ruining their good times. Yeah, yeah. putting an end to their trip. So they, the reason that they said that this Vietnam era, like that period, reflected or, or the horror movies reflected the era or the other way around or whatever it is. Yeah was that they, they started to have more television news at the time. Because before so then, then everyone then, had, like, yeah. televisions in the house. Yeah. And they were, like, starting to... Do they have colour TVs? I don't know if they have colour TVs. Probably not, yeah. But they had black and white TVs mm-hmm. in the house, and they got to see, like, the horrors of Vietnam. They saw people, like, yeah. losing their limbs yeah. and like, people getting murdered. Uh, it was the first television war. Right. Yeah, I guess if you don't see it, you become a bit ignorant to it. And it's maybe not as scary because you don't know about it. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, And alongside the stories of the the war, there was also more reporting of like murders Mm. and uh, Yeah, all these serial serial killers. killers. (laughs) Yeah. So And then that reflected on all the movies that came out toward the end of that era Mm -hmm. with like the like Texas Chainsaw, like gory horror films. People were seeing right. more gory images and things like that. And so, yeah. so the film's caught up mm. by trying to be more gory. Oh. Uh, and Good more luck. and more placed in realistic context rather than monsters and aliens and yeah. wolf men. <laughs> Europeans. And Eastern Europeans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one makes sense as well. Yeah, you like that one? Yeah, I'll take that. Take mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Okay, and then the last one, I kind of got bored at this point, but uh, <laughs> the last one that they had was the mid-2000s. I mean, I think they really only had about two films in mind for this, but they said that the war on terror right. during that period yeah. uh, led to uh, what were they classed as the cathartic horror film. Right. Uh, and the films that they picked was Saw, one, okay. of, one of your top five, yeah. and Hostel and other torture porn films. Right. Well, so they found they were like, hmm, has there been a genre of films? Ah, yes, this new one has just randomly come out, and so let's just put it with this. This one I don't like. Already, you're dismissing it. Yeah, nonsense. Well, they said that because of like Guantanamo Bay, there's no more torture in the news, and so they people had to- aren't really affected by that so much. 
the idea that you could get um, thrown into Guantanamo Bay for being a fucking criminal. Like, no. <laughs> just a normal person is not gonna find that scary. Being um, thrown in jail. Yeah, but what about who are those two guys that went to White Castle? Harold and Kumar. Yeah, and then the sequel, they went to Guantanamo Bay. I didn't see the film, but presumably it was a case of mistaken identity. What? So that's a horror, isn't it? I mean, you could get you could get thrown into Guantanamo Bay. I won't get thrown into Guantanamo. Nobody now will because it's shut down forever. Isn't oh, it? is it? Okay. I think so. But um, yeah, it's not really a fear that I have of being accidentally thrown into jail. Well, okay, well, that's quite specific because they had the yeah. torture porn thing and there was yeah. more, like torture going on. So it was yeah. just like a hot topic. Maybe, yeah. But then they said also that there was a there was a lot of fear of like the unknown at that point because mm. of like terrorist attacks and there was mm. a worry that you could get blown up by terrorists. Yeah. Uh, and kind of just be walking down the street in you know, a sandwich yeah. and get attacked. Yeah. Um, and so these films, the horror films during this period, which I, I don't think they gave enough examples to really cement it, or maybe I just didn't write them down. Um, but again, it gave a kind of potential for c- catharsis yeah. and a release of a, a more known horror, right. similar to basically the Wolfman theory. Right. Is that then people were so scared about terrorist attacks and like the unknown yeah. that they would rather go and watch because there was a big, it was quite popular at the time. People were going to the movies to watch horror films. It was kind of like a, mm. a golden era of, of crap torture porn horror films. But you only listed two. Yeah, there were a lot more. Were there? Type, weren't there? There was Hostel. There was. Uh, That's so many you can think of. Log Cabin. No, Cabin what? Fever. What? Cabin Fever? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Uh, I didn't see that hostel either. No, I didn't watch any of them because they just sounded gross. Yeah, so it's not scary. It's just like, I don't know. It's just weird. So anyway, then their, their argument for that one was that it was uh, it was cathartic and people could go and watch people getting tortured for their entertainment as <laughs> escapism from their fears of terrorism. If you say so. That one I don't believe. I think that one's nonsense. Okay. Yeah. So you think Vietnam... Quite good. Yeah, and the, the one fifties one that is alright, yeah. but the two like cathartic. The one, yeah. at the one at the end didn't really. They literally don't have any other excuse, so they're just like, yeah, they want to distract themselves. It's okay. basically the same excuse. And then the fi- the final thing I was going to discuss was: Do you think because obviously we're living through the COVID nineteen era? Yeah, the, the horror of this. Yes. Uh, what do you think is scary about COVID? What I think it's scary. Do you think it's scary, COVID? Uh, yeah. But not just, like, I think there's quite a lot of things that are scary about COVID. Like, A, of course, like, getting it. B, transmitting it to other people. I mean, a a lot of people don't give a shit about that. But, I mean, I find that quite scary where you could just be, like, you could have it and then not know and then pass it to somebody else and then they get sick and die. And you're just like, ugh. That's true. You know, that is really scary. That's really scary to me. Just the thought of that. And you're like, I did that. Why? Like, how? I don't know. Would you be, is it scary to think you could be like, because there was in the news, there was like super spreader where there was just like one guy. Yeah. Who spread it to like a thousand people or something. Yeah, yeah. It's and they tracked pretty it down crazy. To- yeah, one guy that like down the road or whatever. Yeah. Oh, with me. Yeah. Yeah, I find that quite scary. I swear, But he was sick, right? But also like, I think it's more scary if you are not sick. Like if you don't know that you're sick, just because like you're doing something that, you, I mean you don't mean to do i mean obviously early on 
it was a lot more scary because you didn't know at all that this was really a thing. But whereas now you, they kind of tell you, oh yeah, you're possible to not have symptoms and you can still spread it. You're like, okay, well now I know and I'm going to be safe and try to keep everyone else safe or whatever. So maybe it's not as scary anymore because you have a bit more information. Yeah. Um, And I think just the not like people's normalcy being taken away from them. We're not really taken away, but well, yeah, I guess legally taken away from them with like things being closed and stuff and you can't see your friends or your family, uh, whatever. I think that's quite scary maybe to some people, obviously, because they uh, don't listen to the rules. So they yeah. don't like it. But also, I guess like isolating yeah, people. Mm, yeah, I guess that was, own. yeah, again, yeah, we're like we're quite lucky that we have each other. But yeah, you're right. People do. There are some people out there who literally don't have anyone else. Or also, there are people who, like, domestic abuse has gone up and stuff, or, like, so they have someone, yeah. but it's been really... because not. Yeah, but also because, like, work has shut down and stuff. So at least, like, when you guys would go to work, you would have, you know, that bit of time apart, and then you come home and whatever. But now they're home, like, 24-7, and, you know, there's domestic violence, so it's kind of made worse and things and i think that's quite scary and like child abuse and just more domestic-y kind of things happening yeah. and that's quite scary so we agree covid is scary yeah yeah the the effects as well as it as a thing yeah yeah do you think that horror movies will be inspired by covid yeah 100 yeah, i mean i feel like we've basically already started maybe more lighthearted than because we're in it at the moment you don't really want to but i guess i don't know it depends if it's because those are the ones they were like oh well we're having the depression we're going to make this film whereas i feel like now people are a bit more sensitive to it or like we're not going to make something directly about this but we'll use maybe corona as like a thing or a way to make our movies like we watched that movie called I forget. Um, it was about like some women were doing like an, a seance or whatever over Zoom. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they kind of used the fact, like, you could tell that it was made during COVID. And I mean, it didn't really mention it as being that's the reason why they did that. But like, we obviously know because it came out like last year when people couldn't get together and do a little seance in their, you know, backyard or whatever. So they did it over Zoom. Mm. So I think people are using maybe in positive ways of like being more creative with making movies so far. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There's nothing really coming out that would show COVID stuff. Yeah. I don't know, but people have been watching these like disaster films. So like on Netflix, they were like, Oh, watch now or like trending in your area. And it was like, that contagion film which is basically covid right so a building gets sick and they're like right you all have to quarantine in this building you can't leave this your house or whatever and so that's pretty appropriate and relevant so people are maybe watching things that are a bit more relevant to now like the day after tomorrow and yeah i don't know if they're being made yet maybe because they can't physically be made but maybe in a couple of years we'll see them. But it's also just one of those things where I'm like, well, I've lived through this nonsense. I don't really want to watch a film about it. But then, so then again, I guess that backs up the argument about the catharsis because they were looking for, they were watching stuff about the situation they were literally living. 
But like, I'm yeah. It's like right. how everyone started listening to that locked up song. You know, I'm locked up. You won't let me. Oh out. my god! I mean, people are just ridiculous. I don't. I think it's also this like internet culture as well, which maybe wasn't a massive thing in like 2000. Um, but also, like we're watching stuff that is directly related, right? So contagion, COVID, same premise, right? The war on terror and torture porn has nothing to do with each other. I'm not like like. You know, being in New York, being like, oh, you know, a terrorist attack is quite high. It has happened. Let me go watch somebody getting, like, chopped up into pieces. No, I've never – that is – that's nonsense, I think. But, but like, I don't know. But, but I guess you um, wouldn't want to watch, like, I don't know, direct terrorist attack movies or whatever because it's just, I don't know, too hits too close to home or whatever. Yeah. But I think the extreme is not watching people get, like – tortured (laughs) that's just i don't know so i mean i guess maybe fine whatever if you want to use that as an excuse but don't use those films as examples because it's nonsense because they're gross people will just watch whatever they want to watch i think and that's contagion contagion for some reason because that movie was garbage (laughs) (laughs) okay guys if you like want to watch that then be my guest i think people also watch congo what is that right about the is that about the monkeys that attack I don't know. They spread into these or something. Anyway. No um, idea. But then obviously there is a desire to watch films that reflect the situation they're in as a kind of, uh, like a catharsis or just as a, as a means to make con- feel like you're in control over something that you're un- is uncontrollable, like being locked in your house. Yeah, I guess. But I don't job know. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to go see a, a movie that's specifically that. I'd be like, well, I know it because I, you know, did it in real life. Yeah. So maybe, like, I wouldn't watch it now, but maybe in a few years, if people start making it, like, after it's all calmed down a bit. So you think what we've gone through over the last, whatever, 18 months, will be reflected in the movies that come out over the next two or three years, but maybe not so overtly? They're not going to literally be... Well, I mean, none of the examples you have given have been, like, overt. Have they? They've always just been like really generic things that could potentially be related to something else because some person thought that it might be. Okay. But you think almost certainly a film studies student in 20 years' time will be writing a hundred percent. They'll be like, ooh, what like what movies could they be thinking about? But yeah, they'll find some way to apply to this just because they can. It's quite an easy thesis to do, and I guess. Old. They're stuck on the beach. I was going to say, they're stuck on a beach. They're stuck on the beach. And they're just getting old in such a short amount of... Like, I mean, I feel like that. I feel like I'm just getting really old. That's really, <laughs> really good. They are getting old. That's it. You spend two years just at home. You feel like you're aging quicker than... Yeah, but I mean, I'm not on a beach for 24 hours and I've like... I don't know. what I can't remember how quick they said that they age. I mean, I feel like I'm getting older Doing quickly. <laughs> But I don't feel like I'm going through all of life's motions right this minute. Okay. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess. So there you go. And maybe I should just go to a university and study film studies and do that as my thesis. Or be a lecturer. Be, I'll be a lecturer. I don't have to get to that point. No. <laughs> I have to write a thing first, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and that's yeah. it. I ran that's out it. of uh, Well, notes. what about you? Do you think that stuff? That they will make films and that's related to what's going on now? 
yeah, inevitably, I think films will always reflect uh, the time and the culture that uh, that's there in. So, yeah, uh, social. Stuff. Mm. Um, firstly, because they want to. The films that people will remember are the ones that were popular or like hit a nerve at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and always going to be films that were relevant to the audience. Yeah. And what's relevant is going to be what's going on at the moment. So, yeah. True. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think that they will, but I don't think that I don't think the intent of the uh, the author is always to do that. It's just that then people will always see patterns in what people do. Yeah. Yeah. Or just make one up. Be like, oh, or just yeah. make one up to try and get a good grade in there. Yeah, right. All about that, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you told me that you wanted some true crime stories based on films. Um, yeah. And I found a couple. Sweet. Uh, so basically, I found some instances where <clears throat> a film has... What's the word? Um, influenced a true crime thing to happen. So uh, the first one I found was The Town. Have you heard of this? I've never heard of this movie. But um, the first, the name that I'm about to say would probably suggest why. Uh, Ben Affleck. Oh, actually, maybe I have. I don't know. Ben Affleck's Oscar-nominated crime drama The Town tells the story of a man caught up in both a gang of bank robbers and a romance with a witness to one of their robberies. I mean, it's not, not really, a horror film. It's not this one. This particular one is not a horror film, right? Um, but maybe a thriller, mystery. I don't know. Okay, but yeah, crime um, drama. Crime drama. Um, so basically, a lot of people copycatted, copycatted, copycat. I don't know <laughs> what is the the past copy tense K? of that? copycat. Um, so yeah, apparently a lot of people um, kind of use that as um, a lot of people. Yeah, apparently it said, I didn't put it on this paper, but a lot of people used it as, like, inspiration or just guidance on how to <laughs> commit a robbery. So it says the most prolific of the copycat criminals because of this movie. Like, a lot of people obviously saw this movie, but I, like, hadn't even heard of it. So the movie's about bank robberies. Yeah, yeah. but I feel like I've seen, I mean, there's been quite a few of those around that sort of time, I would imagine, mm-hmm. because Ben Affleck doing his thing, like, there was the one where, like, the girls all go and they have the little masks on. I can't remember what it's called. But, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of, like, robbery. There were a lot of robbery films around that time. But, yeah, so they say that the most prolific of the copycat criminals were a group of men in New York City who committed a staggering 62 robberies involving $217,000 in stolen cash from various Brooklyn and Queens area businesses. The men used techniques portrayed in the film to pull off the scheme, such as cutting the power supply to the target so that employees couldn't contact help, wearing miners' headlamps to see in the dark, and applying a liberal dose of bleach to the scene to destroy DNA evidence. And it says they must have been pretty surprised that all of that didn't stop them from getting caught and admitted to police that they were inspired by the film. Oh. Yeah. In 62, that's a hell of a lot. So, well, it did work then. It, well, it, it worked until they got caught. Yeah. Yeah. Bloody Ben Affleck. <laughs> Put him to blame, I say. Yeah, so they just specifically, the film is obviously a bit too specific in how to get away yeah. when you're in a bank. Yeah. And then people just took. Yeah. 
presumably while they were researching Ben Affleck or whoever was researching the script for the film. Yeah. They probably referred to like police or like talked to a police officer. Probably, or, yeah. Well, there you go. You got to yeah, be careful. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then the next one I found was Scream, uh, which we've spoken about a couple of times. Um, uh, so it's from 1996, um, and it says, according to an American judge, I don't know what the, like, where or why he said this, or she said <laughs> this, um, but a judge said it was a very good source to learn how to kill someone. Scream. Right. And apparently it inspired a series of copycat murders. Screen. <laughs> right. Um, the most notorious was that of Belgian teen Alison Cambier. So it made it all the way to Belgium. Wow. Uh, crazy. Um, so basically she had befriended a 24-year-old Thierry Jaredin and was visiting him in his home one day when he propositioned her. After she refused, he excused himself to another room where he donned the iconic ghost face costume. He selected two large knives, which he used to stab Cambier 30 times in the manner of the victim in the film's opening scene. After the deed was done, he made a few phone calls, confessed to the crime, and later admitted to police that he'd planned the incident modeled after the film. Authorities were baffled by Jaredin's actions, given that he had no criminal record or history of mental illness, except apparently a habit of trying to pick up 15-year-old girls. Well, that's a bit of a... I mean, that is a, that is a... Yeah, I mean, I guess he wasn't caught until this time but he specifically was like oh yeah i watched that movie and i'm gonna kill somebody like this yeah and but went I mean, out and bought like a costume and knife yeah so him wearing the costume right it's very clear that he's influenced by the film yeah. him saying oh yeah i was influenced by the film but if he wasn't wearing a costume and he just stabbed some girl 15 30 times or whatever there's um, no way to link that to the film you just go well, no. i went crazy and stabbed someone so. yeah no he didn't do anything else really no, you're not call her up and then no. start talking about classic horror films. Yeah, I know. And then killed her. No. Well, maybe he did, but it doesn't say So, he... I mean... Yeah, I mean... I can't really that... see that the film is really to blame because it, all it was showing was someone getting stabbed. Well, I mean, I can look up other ones about Scream because it seems to think that uh, a lot of it's people. a big thing. Right. Let's see. I'm going to go that judge it. said... The judge said it. Maybe he said it, but it was an American judge, so I don't know why he would be saying it to a Belgian case. <laughs> Okay, so like scream, copy, cat, murder. Here we go. We got the American court. Yes. Okay, so here we go. The murder of Cassie Joe Stoddart. Hold on. Yay, yay, yay. Freaking Bing. Why does Mike. Oh, this is a horror. Well, what was the other one that you had on that list? Right, so I'll keep going and then. Hopefully, oh, no, it's come up. Okay, so on the topic of Scream, uh, the murder of Casey Joe Stardart was committed by high school classmates Brian Lee Draper and Tori Michael Adam Adamsick on 20, September 22nd, 2006. Right, so it says at the trial, the prosecution revealed that Draper said he was inspired by the two who committed the Columbine High School massacres and also that he was inspired by Scream for some reason. Should I read this story? I can read the story. I'll do it quick. So it says the murder. On the night of September 22nd, 2006, Stoddart was house-sitting for her aunt and uncle, whoever. Um, the Contreras family were out of town, who were her aunt and uncle, um, and had hired 
Stoddard to come take care of their three cats and two dogs for the weekend. Stoddard was visited by that evening by her boyfriend, Matt, who arrived around 6 p.m. Later, classmates at Brian Draper and Tori Adam Kick, Adam Sick, mm, uh, who were both 16 years old at the time, came to the house to hang out. Stoddard gave the friends a tour of the house, including the basement. The four teens went into their living room to watch Kill Bill, Volume 2, but Adam Sick and Draper ended up leaving before the film ended, saying they wanted to watch a movie at their local movie theater instead. Stoddard was unaware that before the boys left, Draper unlocked the basement door so he and Adam Sick could re-enter the house undetected. Sometime after leaving the house on Whispering Cliffs, Draper and Adam Sick returned to the neighborhood, parked down the street, got out of the car, and put on costumes consisting of dark clothing, gloves, and white masks. They quietly entered the house throughout the basement door while the couple were watching TV in the living room. They intentionally made some loud noises in an attempt to lure Beckham and Stoddard downstairs so they could scare them. Next, they found the circuit breaker and turned off the power in the house, hoping the pair would come downstairs to check the breaker. When Beckham and Stoddard did not come downstairs, they turned the lights back on. Stoddard became uneasy after the temporary power outage, and Beckham noticed that one of the dogs kept staring down the basement stairs, periodically barking or growling. Seeing that Stoddard felt scared, Beckham called his mother to ask if he could stay the night at the house just to kind of keep her safe. Uh, she denied his request and instead she offered to let Stoddard come home with Beckham and stay at their house for the night and she would bring Stoddard back the next morning. Uh, but she said that it was her responsibility to stay at the house as she was hired to do so and care for the animals, so she declined the offer. At approximately 10.30 p.m., Beckham's mother picked him up, leaving Stoddard in the house alone. Beckham called Adam Sick's cell phone to see where he and Draper were, possibly to meet up with them again. Uh, he said that he could barely hear Adam Sick, who was whispering on the phone, and Beckham assumed the boys were in the movie theater. From the, um, But they were actually in the basement. Terrifying. From the basement, Draper and Adam Sick heard Beckham leave. The teens turned out the lights again at the circuit breaker in the basement and waited, hoping that she would come downstairs to turn the lights back on, but again, she didn't. Eventually, they went back upstairs. Uh, Draper was armed with a dagger-type weapon, and Adam Sick had a hunting-style knife. Draper opened and slammed a closet door at the top of the scares to scare Stoddart, who was lying on the couch in the living room. Then the boys suddenly attacked her, stabbing her approximately 30 times with 12 wounds that were potentially fatal. Uh, the murder weapons were purchased at a pawn shop with the help of an 18-year-old. How is that? Scream? <laughs> right, so I've just completely... They were, right, they were watching a movie, right, and the two boys, two boys plotting together, scream. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah. They were sneaky in the house, scream. Right. And they stabbed 30 times, which is... Scream. Uh, scream. Okay, fine, whatever. 30 times is scream. Yeah. So, Those things combined made that a scream-inspired moment. Yeah, because of the guys there, I guess. That is horrifying, though. That is really fucking terrifying. What is wrong with these two? Fucking hell. And they just did it because they just wanted... To yeah, just for fun, thrill, I guess. Thrill kill. So stupid. I don't what understand the, the power going out, and she just sits there. I mean, I would sit there, to be honest. If it was in the freaking basement of a house. Of, of, it's, let's say I was at my aunt and uncle's house in Long Island, mm -hmm. Francesco's parents, and the the thing went down off in the, that basement, I would not go downstairs. I'd be like, I'm going to wait here. I and, would do exactly the same. Until when? And then just I don't know. go to bed. I mean, it just turned on again. So the first time, they turned it off and then on. And I, okay, I'd be like, well, it's gonna come back or whatever, or maybe it's a power outage that has nothing to do with the power breaker or whatever. Right. I'll just leave it. But 
I mean, and then to do it again, I don't know. I'd be like, well, it's going to come back again because it did the first time. So what? I guess so. But, I mean, I would be like, well, I didn't get a text about a known power outage. Yeah, but back in 2006, you wouldn't have. Uh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, so they were charged with first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit first-degree murder. Uh, during the interrogations, each team blamed each other. So they, on August 21st, 2007, based on being convicted of first-degree murder, each received a mandatory sentence of life in prison without the possibility for parole and 30 years to life for being convicted for the conspiracy to commit murder. Adam Sick and Draper are both serving their time at Idaho State Correctional Institution. And it says, in November 2019, Adam Sick's sentence was upheld after his appeal was denied by the Idaho Supreme Court. He's so know how to punish. Uh, <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, that's crazy. That is insane. What? They were 17. Those boys. Got life in prison. Yeah, good. Crazy. That's disgusting. Like, how could you? I'm for, like, for what? Literally, for what? Here they are. Crims. And there she is as well. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's not like they were in a relationship with her or anything. No, they were just—they're just, they were just like meh. Screaming. I want Well, yeah, I guess that's the—that's where the horror lies. Yeah. So. There you go. You asked for it, and you got it. <laughs> um, I do have another one. Oh, one yeah? more, yeah. Uh, about Saul, another one that I quite like. And um, so it says, a Salt Lake City mother turned her son in, and his, her it's right. Let me start again. A Salt Lake City mother turned in her son and his friend after she overheard them planning to kidnap, torture, and murder several people. The two boys, aged fourteen and fifteen, had detailed plan to set up games in the Saw style to teach a lesson to people they claim were harming others including a police officer, the occupation of many jigsaw targets, and two middle age, middle school girls. The boys even told police that they had procured cameras and camcorders to document the murders as jigsaw did. That was one. Yeah, well, they, so, they never went through with I it. I don't think so. I think the mom was like, what is this? Yeah, she obviously heard them and was like, mm, and turned them in. So that was good. She, I'm saying so they, were, they were like um, trying to do good, though. They were like crusaders because these people had done bad stuff. And Saw is like that, isn't it? Isn't he like... I don't know. He's kind of like Batman. He just, well, I don't know. I mean, that's pushing it a bit. He's like a murderous Batman. He's like, he taught people a lesson because they sinned. It's to teach people a lesson to claim... They claim we're harming others. Yeah, okay. Right. Uh, an excuse. And then there was another one for Saw. It says, Meanwhile, in Tennessee, two teenage girls found themselves in hot water after what they claimed was a prank gone wrong. A 52-year-old woman received a voicemail in the Saw style saying that a friend had been hidden in her home and the caller was about to release the toxic gas they had rigged inside. She had to decide whether to save herself or risk saving her friend. When she received the message, it came at the worst possible time during a funeral procession. The woman was so terrified that she suffered a stroke. She recovered, but the girls were charged with phone harassment. <laughs> Why is that funny? Phone harassment. I don't know. That's a thing. I mean, fair enough. I mean, they didn't really... Uh, yeah, it's a, basically a prank call. Yeah. Gone wrong. So, like, scream, I guess, technically. If she had died, do you think they could have been done for manslaughter? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Surely <laughs> not. Yeah. I guarantee you they would have. I mean, it wouldn't have, like, they wouldn't have got it, maybe, because that was definitely not their, um... Well, you don't need to prove intent for manslaughter, so maybe. Oh, that's very true, yeah. 
They're intended <laughs> to terrify her. Yeah. And they know the consequence of terrifying someone yeah. if they could have a stroke. <laughs> Ridiculous. So stupid. What is wrong with people? I mean, most of these are all kids, right? All of these. Right. So that one, the two teenage girls, the two boys, teenage boys, they're all kids. Just people who don't think that there's any consequences for their action, right? Yeah, well, I mean, some of the, like the murdering ones. That, yeah, they were, but, that was stupid. Or like prank calling well. someone and saying there's gas in the house. Uh, you know. They, yeah. You think it's going to be funny, right? Yeah. But you've got to think about your uh, actions. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, don't do what the movies do. <laughs> I mean, that's why it's a movie. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Th- I've never, like, watched a movie and been like, I'm going to do that. If it was, like, a horror, you know? No? I'm trying no. to think what movie. What about non-horror? I don't know. Maybe if somebody did something cool, I'd be like, oh, that looks, like, fun. You know? Like. Yeah, after watching Terminator 2 when I was a kid, I used to run with my hands, like, pointed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, T-1000 does. Uh-huh. Because I thought it made me run faster. Yeah, well, that's good. Because it didn't, like, make you want to kill anyone or actually kill anyone or cause a stroke or anything. That's true. <clears throat> it was just you bettering yourself and your run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, those are all the stories I have then. Yeah, well, that's all I've got as well. That's all I've got. Okay. So, yeah, that's, I guess that's it for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thanks, everyone, for listening, and thanks, Rupert, for joining me. You're welcome. <laughs> so genuine. <laughs> <laughs> genuine guy genuine um yeah so thanks everyone for listening again um if you like share and subscribe to our podcast i would really appreciate it um you can find us on well other places than the one that you're listening to us on um but yeah we're on apple podcast google podcast amazon podcast everywhere um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us. I will maybe put up some pictures on the Instagram, I guess, of some of the films we've spoken about or something. Yeah. Maybe put a ghost face or just the killers up because they're my fave. No, you can put up some of the universal horror characters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Gobs stay tuned to see what, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we'll see who I put up. But, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.